Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your host, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. weekend to be an eagle a really bad week in store if you're a turkey welcome inside the eastern insider podcast i'm greg steiner and i'm alex jewel we're thrilled to have you along to get your thanksgiving festivities going alex is the gravy to my mashed potatoes this weekend because you know what you are celebrating a jamaica classic championship buddy Yes, we are the Eastern Michigan Eagles men's basketball team off to a 6-0 and start. You heard that correctly, a 6-0 and start after picking up two wins this weekend down in Jamaica. They were part of the Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic, taking out UMBC, of course, UMBC popular from a couple of years ago after knocking off that one seed Virginia in the NCAA tournament, a solid basketball team. And then on Sunday, just yesterday, capturing the crown. But I'll tell you what, this young Eagles team that features 10 new players looks pretty good thus far. They do. You win by an average of 20 points a contest. People will start taking notice. And that is what folks around the nation have started to do for Rob Murphy's club. So they're bringing home a uh, Jamaica Classic Championship trophy. Uh, So huge congratulations to them. We were able to catch up with Rob Murphy as he was in the airport today, traveling back from Montego Bay, Jamaica. So uh, he took time out of his schedule to chat us up. Not uh, our usual audio quality that you're used to, but I think you'll enjoy a good conversation with Coach Murphy as he's very thankful for his team's start and also talk to a little bit about uh, what it means uh, to play on national television and be able to give back to the Jamaican community as he and the team went out and were able to give some clinics and everything else. So a good piece of giving back on a week that we celebrate and give thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Rob Murphy talks a lot about it today with you, Greg, over the phone. And it's just so important to recognize how much you can do on trips like that as a team. Not only is it great to go down there, they got two practices, two games in, but as a team, it's such an important moment for them to be able to bond together over an international trip. And then for the kids and the coaches alike in Jamaica, which we take it for granted here in the U.S., the exposure that we have to basketball is so large, but the exposure they have, especially at such a high level, is not even close or comparative to what we have here in the States. So to have our our kids go down there and, and to teach clinics, and to interact with the youth and and the coaches to be able to interact with coaches from from Jamaica it was just such a, a special time for them I know and and I look forward to, to sitting down with the rest of our listeners and and hearing about that with Coach Murphy and then of course back here in the states it was a huge week for Eastern Michigan football as well Greg and not in the state of Michigan but in the state of Illinois which has been pretty good to us this year of course the Eagles become bowl eligible. Once again, three out of four years, second year in a row. That's the first time it's ever happened here at Eastern Michigan. We're waiting for it for a very long time before the Eagles got opportunities to go go to bowl games in back-to-back years. As you mentioned, never happened. and It'll be the first time in EMU history that uh, players will have the opportunity to play in three bowl games, possibly throughout their career. So uh, a huge way and a statement way Eastern Michigan rolls into DeKalb and comes away with a victory over NIU. So uh, as you mentioned, we hear from coach Creighton later in this podcast, but work not finished yet. 
Eagles uh, know they have their work in store for them as Kent State, a team that will be fighting for bowl eligibility themselves. Roll into the factory for a noon kickoff on Friday. It'll also be senior day with 22 seniors being honored pregame and also four student managers. You think back to a year ago, Alex, you were standing out there getting honored. What was that feeling like? Oh, I'll tell you what, it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic last year. Everybody knows, I hope, I hope I conveyed it over this podcast. And if you know me personally, the amount of opportunity and memory that this program, the football program specifically, but of course the whole department has given me uh, to work four years for, for coach Creighton to be a part of two of those bowl games. And of course, hopefully a third this year along alongside you as part of your staff is absolutely fantastic. And coach does a great job always recognizing the, the support staff and the help that maybe sometimes goes unnoticed by the average uh, goer. But I will say too, on top of that, our, our players are fantastic and the families of the players are fantastic too. I've got lifelong uh, relationships with some of our players and, and even their families because of how supportive they are. It's really a cultural thing here at Eastern Michigan, and I'm, I'm happy for those student managers as well as the players that have really helped to define this program at totally new levels. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to keep going into the future. $10 tickets uh, for everyone in attendance as part of Fan Appreciation Weekend to get your Black Friday going. So come out to the factory and support Eastern Michigan and send the seniors off in the right way. Don't forget, you can come out Wednesday and feast on a little basketball as Michigan comes to town on the women's basketball side. The Wolverines, who have been ranked in the top 25 earlier this year, most recently falling to Notre Dame uh, over the weekend. They'll be in attendance to take on an Eastern Michigan club that uh, is two and three on the year. And Fred Castro's team hopes you can make it out to the Convocation Center uh, to give some major support to the green and white on Wednesday afternoon. The last time the two teams met in 2015, it was EMU that took home the victory 64 to 63. And that means both times that the women and the men have played Michigan in their last appearance against the against the Wolverines, the Crosstown rival, they've taken home victory. So there's high expectations. Michigan, a Power Five team, a very good women's basketball program, but there's high expectations from Fred Castro and his team to be able to compete and maybe even beat the Wolverines. And then we round out this podcast with the pumpkin pie that is our podcast, and that is the return of Peanuts Gallery. Nicole Remedios back at it. People don't come for us. They come for her, the real feature or star of the show. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you and I certainly love to talk, and hopefully people like to hear us talk, but after about 25, 30 minutes a day, they're ready for somebody that's a little bit more microphone friendly than we are. And that is Nicole Remedios peanut. Of course, she's back for another season of peanuts gallery here on the Eastern insider. And she's excited. So it's a little bit different today because I thought we would have a good idea to, to sit down with peanut this segment and make this peanuts gallery about herself. So she talks to you a little bit about finishing up her final season with the EMU soccer program. Of course they went all the way to the mid American conference title game. And then she talks about, her experiences on the podcast and about how she's excited to, to get back into it and what she's looking forward to this year. So it's a great way to reintroduce the segment. And we're going to look forward to starting next week to having peanut 
with uh, more student athletes and coaches. And of course, Greg, I know that you and I both enjoy the segment because it's a great way not only to talk about the athletics here, but to talk about the bigger side of athletics, which is some of the stories that our student athletes have. And it's really a fantastic way to get to know our athletes and coaches on a deeper level. We are very thankful to have Nicole back and appreciate everything that she does. Now it's time for the real part of the show. After a quick timeout, we're back at it. You're listening to the Eastern Cider Podcast. Nothing like getting the Thanksgiving holiday started in fine fashion. Joined alongside Rob Murphy as he's currently in transit back from Jamaica. And coach, congratulations on the huge victory, a pair of them in paradise. How does it feel to be coming home with a championship? Yeah, it feels great, you know, especially uh, this early in the season. Anytime you have an opportunity to play for a championship and you win it, uh, it's a special feeling. Uh, really excited for these guys. Uh, you know, we're off to a strong 6-0 start. Uh, they played extremely well. Both really tough teams, but uh, we figured out a way to uh, withstand both runs and bring home two victories. You look at it, and I know you told us uh, leading up to the season to, to to expect this team to be a lot better than people projected. Is it surprised you maybe how fast they've gelled together to, to get to this point? No, we really saw it in the summer, you know, and I got to credit, you know, my staff collectively, uh, they went out and identified some really high character guys, guys that uh, have really good basketball IQs uh, and guys that are, are team guys. They, uh, we over me uh, and it started in the summer and it led into the fall. Uh, and then when practice started, we just seen how we began to gel at that point. Uh, anytime you, uh, you know, continue to buy into, you know, preparation, dedication, hard work. Um, that's a great recipe for success, and that's what this team has done. Take a look back at the, the win over UMBC on Friday, 62-45 winners. You guys have been able to play especially strong defense using that uh, the ability to force turnovers and, and create points off that. Uh, talk about how good the defense has been, especially you look back at that UMBC game. Uh, well, these guys have been super active, Greg, extremely, extremely active on that side of the ball. Um, you know, our, our coaches have done a really good job in the preparation and scout reports. So we are, have been able to really guard teams' actions at a high level, knowing what they're going to do. But a credit to our guys because they've been, uh, you know, dialed in, uh, understanding the game plan, making sure they bring a lot of energy and effort to the floor. And uh, collectively, uh, they've moved well. Uh, we've got the slicks, deflections, which have led to steals, which have led to transition points. Uh, we've been able to rebound the basketball. And just collectively as a unit, these guys have uh, just continued to play hard and bring a lot of energy to the floor, as I stated. Uh, great group of guys, and they love to defend. Number one in the country in steals per game. Number four in the nation behind defending national champion Virginia in scoring defense. Uh, defense will win a lot of a lot of games, and I don't think people may realize that how good this team could be defensively. Yeah, I think we can be a great defensive team. Uh, we've been able to stifle and smother teams with our zone. 
Um, you know, and it's all about, you know, preparation, understanding scout report. Uh, you know, Matt Klein and, and uh, uh, Kevin Manjo have done an unbelievable job in our scouts uh, in preparing us, uh, you know, showing what each and every uh, team is going to do, each and every uh, action. Uh, but these guys, uh, I credit them, again, energy effort, uh, you know, the stifling uh, mentality. It's all about mindset and what you believe in, what you preach and teach. And I think uh, collectively to a man, these guys are bought into uh, defense. Uh, have a lot of versatility on defense. We're a lot quicker and a lot faster this year. You don't see the length that you've seen a year ago, uh, but the quickness and, and the swiftness on defense has been great. Uh, these guys are extremely tough as well. We have, a, you know, a nine-man rotation right now, and every guy from man brings uh you know, that mindset to uh, get stops every time on the floor. We know as you're in the airport right now traveling back that it not only was it a business trip in terms of being able to play basketball, but it was also a, a bonding and really a cultural experience to be able to take the team on the road to, to Jamaica. Uh, what, have, what stood out to you non-basketball related about being able to go to a foreign country and, and spend time with your guys in that different setting? Uh, yeah, for me, it's all about impacting lives and giving back. So coming here uh, to Montego Bay, we were able to uh, do a basketball clinic uh, for the, the underserved areas uh, of here in uh, Jamaica, uh, which was really impactful. We did a couple coaches' clinics. Uh, Matt Klein, in particular, led the way on that. And spent time with about 15 coaches who are, you know, eager to learn about, uh, you know, basketball. So he was able to uh, – teach them a lot about uh, Eastern Michigan basketball, but also show them drills and schemes and things of what we do that can make help them become better. Uh, and then just seeing our guys collectively hang out together, where we're, whether we're a team better, uh, we're at the pool, we're on the beach, uh, we're prepar in preparation. Uh, just seeing guys together collectively, no isolated uh, situations where guys do not want to spend time together. So it started in uh, you know, Dallas, Texas for us on our first road trip, the bonding aspect of being on the road together. Uh, then coming here, it just began to, you know, get better and better and better. So I was excited uh, that um, our guys got a chance to uh, experience this uh, great opportunity to play basketball in another country, uh, also learn about a different culture, also do some community service uh, while we're here. Uh, and, and again, thanks to our athletic department, in particular, Scott Weatherby, for approving us uh, to play in this MTC tournament and have the opportunity to come here and uh, play for a championship. Really exciting, uh, fun time, and I'm very fortunate and blessed to be here. It was also a good opportunity for, for people who may not be familiar with the brand of Eastern Michigan basketball to see you on national television twice in, in prime viewing hours. What kind of impact does that make when, when you're able to tell recruits, hey, tune in to see us on television and then to go out and win a championship? Yeah, well, for us, we never get a chance to play on national TV, Greg. Uh, so we were very fortunate to get two games back-to-back. -back. Uh, me and picked last in the MAC, uh, to finish last in the MAC this year. Uh, I had a lot of people surprised, uh, shocked uh, to see the product of Eastern Michigan basketball. So it was good that people had a chance to, to see us. And, you know, obviously, we don't get a great amount of fans, but the same uh, folks in Ypsilanti throughout the state of Michigan and throughout the country seeing a great brand of basketball and understand that, uh, you know, we have a program. I've been preaching that probably for the last eight months when, you know, a lot of people have doubted us and, you know, said who we lost on last year's roster. But anytime uh, you have a program that's built 
uh, you just replenish and, and reload. You don't uh, ever you know start from the ground up. So uh, I'm just happy with the early season success because the guys we brought in, ten new guys and a few guys that we had coming back have bought in to each and everything that we've been able to teach. Uh, and believe in it and carry out a game plan and hang in there. And to win this championship is huge. Uh, we just want to, you know, continue to uh, to build on this, understand how we got here, not get too ahead of ourselves, and continue to stay focused, and, and hopefully we can continue winning. Now you get the, the chance as you're traveling back now, but the, the travel continues. You guys will be back out on the road as you head to, to California later this week uh, to take on a UC Irvine team that you've played previously. Uh, what is the, the impact of, of travel and then also uh, knowing that you're going to have a tough UC Irvine team coming up on Saturday? You know, travel is always tough. You can't allow it to beat you. You have to stay hydrated. Uh, you have to stay focused. Uh, we'll get back. I'll probably have tomorrow off and get back to business on Wednesday and travel uh, to Irvine on Thursday. Again, they're, like you mentioned, they're very good basketball team, a 30-win team that was in the NCAA tournament just a year ago. Uh, but our next four games are really tough, Irvine, Detroit. Um, Valpo, and then you have Northeastern. So this next stretch of uh, mid-major opponents are all teams that have a chance to, to win their conference and get to the NCAA tournament. So the work continues. Uh, and that's why I mentioned earlier, uh, as great as this is, uh, we had a great time celebrating yesterday. Uh, but now we're back to business. Uh, Coach Klein and I and Coach Drew are here in the airport, you know, watching film of Irvine and, and Detroit, you know, fortunately for us, they played each other yesterday. So our next two opponents, we get to watch, you know, right away. Uh, and just trying to uh, look ahead to, to make sure we continue to stay successful and do the things that, uh, you know, got us to this point. The road is always tough, um, but we're looking forward to our next road trip and, um, you know, and, and continue this, uh, this winning thing. And then before I let you get out of here, uh, with it being Thanksgiving week, just thinking ahead to, to being able to spend time with your guys and, and be around them this Thanksgiving, what, what's Coach Murphy most thankful for? I'm most thankful, uh, you know, for my children, Greg. They continue to grow. They're super healthy. Uh, they're enjoying my life. Uh, and I just enjoy my kids, RJ and Ryan, uh, more than anything. And, you know, the second family, our Eastern Richmond Eagle basketball program, uh, we're a close-knit group, especially this year. Uh, we've been able to have success because of that special, special bond uh, that I believe that was, you know, started in the summer that we continue to create and, and teach and preach about. Uh, and it's all coming together. So, Really thankful to be the head coach at Eastern Michigan. Uh, very fortunate to be in this position. Uh, nothing's more important than my children uh, and then second, my second family, the Eastern Michigan basketball, uh, you know, program. Coach, can't thank you enough. I know you're you're in the airport doing everything. We're so very proud of you and can't wait to, to see you back here and, and hold that trophy up proudly. All right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. Thanks to uh, all the Eagle Nation for the direct messages, the text messages, the congrats. Um, I'm, I'm appreciative of that, that people are noticing and, and giving us uh, some positive feedback now. So thank you, Greg, for having me. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics.
Eastern Michigan returns home this week as they will take on the Golden Flashes of Kent State coming up on Friday. Senior Day special, the Eagles will have a chance to collect win number seven. But first, before we do preview that game, let's talk about the week that was with head coach Chris Creighton and Eagles coming off a victory in DeKalb 45-17. Complimentary football, the, the star of that game. Your defense able to get you some turnovers and the offense able to make uh, Northern Illinois pay with a score on pretty much every drive in the second half. I really do that. think that's the story. Uh, our defense was taking the ball away, did it four times and um, got some short fields offensively. And then, um, you know, the offense did a good job of taking advantage of those situations and scoring points and um, really kept the pressure on them, uh, building the 14 nothing lead. And even though it was 14, seven at half, um, we just stayed ahead of it and, and kept pressure on throughout. One of the things that was changed in that pregame was their quarterback, who had been the starter for the majority of the year, was unable to play. They go to their backup, who, of course, directed them to a MAC championship a year ago. How much did that change affect how you had to quickly game plan or, or reevaluate what your game plan was? Well, you, you don't have any time. You know, we didn't we didn't have uh, any idea that he was going to be the starter, um, but he's played throughout the year. Um, and they haven't seemingly changed their offense. Um, you know, there's a different emphasis. Obviously, um, he's got the ability to run the ball um, incredibly well, and they used him in the Toledo game to do that. And um, so we just knew that we'd have to be more um, run conscious um, with the QB. But again, this is a guy who led him to a MAC championship last year. So, I mean, you could argue, uh, I'm sure people do, about, uh, um, you know, who's been more effective. But, um, so we knew we were going to have our hands full. Winning on the road, always special. It's the second time you've done it in the state of Illinois this year. And the other noticeable thing from that that game was the ability to get ahead, build a lead, kind of keep it going. The Eagles have not had back-to-back wins of 28 points or more since 1971. I know you've played in a lot of close games. How different is it coaching in a game that the outcome in the fourth quarter is well decided by that point well it doesn't ever really feel like it until it's you know zero 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 i mean you're you're coaching um you know you you want to finish you don't want to the play to dissipate at all or anything like that but uh no i mean it 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 feels good it's it's about it's not the score differential it's about playing you know well it's about playing up to your potential and it's about starting as well as you can you know grinding out the middle and finishing strong and so you know we've been far from perfect like I've said a million times the last two weeks but we've played we've played pretty good football you know um and uh you know and and so the results come from that um you know just play by play you know series by series you know trying to execute and play really hard um and play together Somebody that's been executing it at high efficiency. That's been your quarterback, Mike Glass, completing passes the last two weeks at 82%. He's 40 of 49 with three scores. Uh, On the ground, he's been efficient as well, 114 yards with two scores. You look at his efficiency passing the football, uh, 80% or more completions three times this year. He's had at least a completion of 25 yards or more in every game this year that he's played in. I know it, it takes him, but also it goes back to your wide receivers, making catches another game really without any drops. I'll tell you what, this game, uh, you know, uh, catch the ball with two hands whenever whenever you can. But those, there were three catches um, this, 
this game that were ended up being one handed catches that were just phenomenal. Um, and, uh, so, you know, Mike, it's, that's the great thing about football. Everybody knows it from hearing it, but like, unless you've really played it, it's hard to completely understand it. It takes everybody. Nobody can have success at any position ever by themselves. And so, you know, Mike's percentage is awesome. He's playing really well. Those three catches and then, you know, cues on the first down on our sideline on the third and five, I think it was when the, you know, corner was draped all over him. It was just a phenomenal catch. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it, it went well. 22 student athletes and two student managers will be honored Friday pregame as it's senior day for Eastern Michigan against Kent State. Of course, everybody knows the names Mike Glass, Vince Calhoun, Brody Hoying, Shaq Van that'll get honored in in that festivity. But there are also guys that that don't get the same accolades that still have put uh, the pads on each day for four or five years and, and really meant a lot for this team. You look at guys like Thad Abram, Eddie Doherty, who's been injured, still fights through it and, and guys like Kamani Brown some of the guys that haven't been recognized as much uh, what have they maybe meant to you that that go unnoticed by a lot of outsiders yeah so I mean it's interesting when you say that because like within our program I mean everybody knows that there's going to be headline guys and and people who go out for the coin toss but within our program you know th- those guys aren't lost um you know, at all, you say those names and it's, it's not like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, those, those are our, those are our seniors. Um, it, uh, it, it, it takes everyone. And I think in our, our program, people not only know it, but we value it. You know, we, we really do. And um, it's it's a big senior class. Um, and as we, you know, watch those guys get honored before the game, I mean, it's like, wow. You know, I mean, every single one of them has contributed um, in, uh, in major ways um, and really on and off the field. You know, it's these guys really, really can and should feel proud of of, of doing what they've done here. And again, we're not finished by any means, but they, they've, they've really achieved a lot in their time here. When you go back and think about the recruiting process for getting a lot of these guys, some of them have only been here for a short period of time. If they're a, a Juco guy or, or four or five years, is there any particular story that, that maybe stands out about one or two of them that you can remember throughout that process of getting here that would be interesting for people to hear? Uh, there's every single one has a story. I mean, it's such a fight and it, you know, for, for every single one, but I, I will say, uh, just because Shaq is the six year senior, um, my first conversation with him was in December, 2013. And, um, I, I remember, I don't think this was our first one, but he was driving to New York city, uh, with his brother. And so it was, they were in Pennsylvania and it was really late. I was here without my family. Um, and so since they were driving, I mean, he had, he had all the time in the world and, and, uh, you know, I didn't have family here or whatnot. So we spoke on the phone for 45 minutes or an hour and that was December of 2013. And, uh, now, you know, three-time captain and, and having achieved everything he's achieved, he's going to be, you know, playing in a game, uh, for the last time in the factory here. Um, you know, this, uh, uh a week from Friday, uh, it's crazy. But I mean, I remember that, I remember that phone call. 
And then as we we close it out with Thursday being Thanksgiving, having an opportunity to be with the team and and spending Thanksgiving with them since they won't be able to be with their families fully because they'll be at the hotel getting ready for a game. But how do you try to keep the semblance of, of normalcy only of game planning, but also still enjoying the holiday with the team together? Yeah, you know, so family is a, you know, funny how you define that. Um, We are going to have a few hours being at home um, where people who are more local, you know, can can get away uh, for a few hours. Um, But then, uh, you know, we'll be together. And, um, you know, we did that last year at Kent and it was awesome. Um, you know, being together with the football family. And then there were families that were there as well. And and so it was really neat. We kind of had an open mic at chapel after the team meeting and families were invited to that. And it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty special and um, plan on doing the same thing this year. The real question is, I know you're a big mashed potatoes and stuffing guys. Heather bringing some over to the hotel for you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to probably have some of that at home, but uh, it's hard to beat her, uh, her, her mashed potatoes. Coach, thanks for the time as always. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your your family and as we get ready for Kent State this week. Thanks, Craig. Well, the soccer season has finally come to a close, which means your favorite segment of the show can return once more. I'm sitting down with Nicole Remedios, of course, the host of our now illustrious segment, Peanuts Gallery, here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. And so this is really our official first Peanuts Gallery of season two of the podcast, but it's going to be a little bit different today because I'll still be the one interviewing Peanut herself in this episode before starting next week. She'll take over, of course, sitting down with student athletes and coaches from around the university. Peanut, how did the soccer season finish out? We know that you had a uh, a great run to the MAC tournament final. Yeah. Have you had some time to kind of sit down and reflect on on how special of a season it was? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, the day after the final and a few days after were a little hard, of course. You know, losing in penalty kicks is, as any athlete knows, is not a fun way to lose, especially a championship game. But I mean super proud of our team for doing that run. I think soccer, the soccer program in general got so much more recognition than we've had in the past. And the season being a little rocky, not knowing if we'll make it to playoffs being one thing, but to make it to the finals is just, I mean, for me, a senior, it's a good way to kind of end my soccer career. Yeah, it sounds crazy to to say hear you say that because it makes me feel a little older uh, knowing <laughs> oh, no. that you're done on the pitch. It's been a it's been a great couple of years for you. Obviously, a challenging couple of years as well, having some injuries, but then coming back this year and, and reestablishing your role on the team and and helping to lead the team to such a great run. When you think about your time at Eastern as a soccer player, what's maybe the best memory you have? Um, well, it's hard to say making it to the MAC finals in the tournament because it's just a whole different atmosphere and everyone's mood was different. We were there to win. We were there to just kind of play our hearts out. I think definitely that was my favorite memory so far and just the little things along the way with the team and you get new girls you have to say goodbye to some of your close friends and it's just I'm gonna miss it but it was it was a good run. 
So now that you're not uh, playing soccer and you're not preparing for next season, what have you been up to the first couple of weeks off? I mean, I know that for those of you that don't know, Pina is a huge part of our office during the winter seasons and spring season. So she'll be helping us out here in the athletic media relations office, helps us out at basketball, among other sports, and of course, on the podcast. But what are some of the other things you're looking forward to to finally having some some time to do, except for, you know, like I know eating (laughs) bad food and not working out for a little while is probably one of them but is there anything else you're looking forward to um kind of time to focus on like other passions I found like you said I've been working here with you guys and just kind of being able to dial in dial in on that and really um like better my skills with you guys and maybe see this go a different path now that soccer's done I can kind of shift my focus on something else well, something else, a big something else for you is hosting this segment, Peanuts Gallery, which, of course, is interesting because it seems like I'm hosting it this week. <laughs> but I wanted to give a chance for you to kind of talk to to the listeners, yeah. maybe those that haven't heard you before and don't recognize the voice. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Peanuts Gallery and, and what it is to you and, and what can we can expect every week. Yeah. So like Alex mentioned before, and for uh, listeners who have heard Peanuts Gallery, interview student athletes or coaches or or um, just people who work within Eastern Michigan and just kind of not so much focusing on their sport, but focusing on who they are, what brought them to Ypsilanti, what brought them to Eastern, just kind of any hidden treasures they found around here we can share and just kind of spreading more, getting more of like the athlete's voice in separating it from the sport and kind of getting to know them as a person. Yeah, that's great because I think a lot of our listeners have, have heard this year through a lot of our new segments and and different kind of approach to the show that we're really trying to do more than just tell the statistics side of things here and really tell our student athletes story, our coaches stories. And it it seems like peanuts gallery is obviously a great way to do that. Okay. So because we're talking to you on this first peanuts gallery and getting reestablished, I've got to know because I've actually never heard the story of how the nickname peanut came about. I know kind of, Two, being a senior, I don't know if Peanut's going to carry on my, (laughs) I don't know if this is the end where Peanut Gallery is where I'll be Peanut, but um, basically when I was young, I was smaller than all my friends, really tiny, and I played hockey, and one of my hockey coaches just said Peanut out of the blue, and forever that just kind of stuck. I introduced myself as Peanut, my friends from home call me Peanut, their parents call me peanut and then coming to Eastern, I was like, okay, Nicole, like we got to grow up a little bit. Peanut's gone. But then, um, Sabrina who came with me in my class, she knew me as peanut from back home. So it kind of just carried over and I'm peanut. (laughs) All right. Well, Hey, you know, maybe we'll have to start transitioning to a new name, but I like peanuts gallery for now. What do you think? I I love it. It's always going to be a part of me and I, I don't want it to go away. All right. Well, we hope that uh, you listeners have gotten a little bit of a preview on what we can expect from Pina. You're going to be hearing her voice a lot more than mine in the next couple of weeks. I mean, of course, I'll still record the opens and the interviews, so you're going to hear plenty of me and Greg. But we're happy to welcome Pina back onto onto the cast here at the Eastern Insider. So pay attention. Look forward to her next week sitting down with some of our student athletes and coaches, and we'll hear from her hopefully the rest of the season on the podcast. How does that sound, Pina? Sounds good to me. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcasts, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week, bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.